Thanks for checking out the Lakeshore Podcast. If this is your first time listening with us, we want you to know God loves you. We want for your hope in Jesus to be renewed and for your faith to come to life. Wherever you are joining us from, we hope this message encourages you. It is God's word written to me. I am who it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can have what it says I can have. So I receive it as truth for my life today and open my heart to hear God speak a word, reveal Jesus to me, and fill me with the Holy Spirit so that my life will be changed forever. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Will reading my Bible make a difference in my life or is it a complete waste of time? Listen to Krista's response. Reading my Bible is important to me because it sets a place at my table for just me and Jesus. Without knowing the truth found in Scripture, I will never be able to see clearly what is actually from God and what is from this world. Scripture reveals who God is, His character his expectations, his plan, it's all there. Without God's direction in my life, she says, there's no possible way for me to grow to my fullest potential. The Bible is my guide in motherhood, in family, in friendship, in ministry, in love, in every single aspect of my life. She goes on and she says, therefore... I will continue to invest the time with Him daily, leaning in, praying, studying, and continuing to grow. There are many days when I walk away from my devotional time, but the Lord just calls me back to the table. He always has more for me when I meet with Him. Wow. Come on, would somebody just give it up for the Lord? I mean, God... God is transforming Krista. God is speaking to her. She's not the same woman that she was before she started spending time with God in the Word, seeking Him, praying Him, learning, growing. Let me just remind you of the words of Jesus found in Matthew 6.6. Jesus is speaking. He says, but you, when you pray, go into your room. And when you have shut your door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Come on, somebody say reward. God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. God wants to bring something to your life as a benefit. Every time we invest time seeking Him, praying, talking to Him, reading the Scriptures, He's watching us. He sees that. Jesus isn't opposed to public prayer. He's just opposed to public prayer that tries to put the spotlight on the person praying. He's saying more important than that. When nobody's watching. When nobody knows. And you go into that secret place. Your father, he sees in secret. He's watching out. And he's looking for ways to move 
in your life. We started a new series last week across all three of our campuses, and we're calling it The Secret Place. And the subtitle is Meeting with God Daily and Deeply. Would you say the subtitle with me? Come on. Meeting with God Daily and Deeply. Now, if you weren't here and you have no uh, idea what I mean when I say The Secret Place, let me just define it for all of us just so that we're all in the same place. When we say the secret place, this is where we meet daily and deeply with God for the purpose of growing in knowing Him and being freshly filled and empowered by His Word and by the Holy Spirit. That's what we mean when we say the secret place. Krista, David's whole family, including the kids... They have a secret place, and they're laying hold of this. Now, if you want to know, and you're taking notes, the title for today's message is this, The Power of God's Word, and here's the subtitle, Getting the Most Out of God's Word in the Secret Place. Come on, say the subtitle with me. Come on. Getting the Most Out of God's Word in the Secret Place. I just want to remind us, maybe a little bit of review that God has given Lakeshore Christian Fellowship a prophetic word or a theme to come around in 2023. And here it is, a heart for the house and hands for the harvest. In other words, God wants you and I, everybody who's part of Lakeshore, to begin to re-engage or possibly engage at a new level with a heart for the house, not the building, the family, not the dwelling place, the people. That means he wants for us to find our place, to engage in the ministry gifts that we've been given by him. He wants for us to not forsake the assembling of ourselves together. If you're in town, if it's at all possible, get here. Begin to ask the Lord to help you to develop a greater heart for the house, for God's family, for God's people. He wants to use you. He wants to be a blessing through you to other people around you. We don't always just show up to the gathering just for me. As we're growing and we're maturing, we understand sometimes I show up to gathering so that God can use me to be a blessing to other people. Can somebody say amen? With a heart for the house, he wants for us to develop hands for the harvest. Jesus said, I have come to seek and to save those that are lost. Jesus said, the harvest is ripe, but the laborers are few. He wants for us to make ourselves available, to reach a lost and struggling and dying and dark world. It doesn't mean you have to stand up here and do this. It doesn't mean you have to stand on the corner with a bullhorn. It doesn't mean that you have to do anything that's way outside of your comfort zone. It just means we're going to learn to make ourselves available to share the gospel. And to point people to Jesus. That's kind of the theme that God's put on our heart for 2023. Now, I want to remind you that when you make a decision and I make a decision to go after what's close to God's heart, He steps into your life in a whole new level. And He begins to move and He begins to bless. You know, Jesus put it this way. But seek first the kingdom of heaven and his way of living, and all these things shall be added unto you. God wants to provide for all of our needs, and when we learn to put him first, and his people first, and what's close to his heart first, 
God begins to move and show up in your life in ways that you could never move and accomplish things in your life without God. Can somebody say amen? So this is not for nothing. When you focus on Him and His kingdom and what's important, God blesses, God rewards, God moves. Pastor Robert, how can I really begin to develop a heart for the house and hands for the harvest? It seems like such a big task. It seems like it's so far from me. Well, I want you to remember, we talked about last week understanding what we're calling a theology of place. Theology of place. Say it with me. Come on. Theology of place. Theology is the study of God. And so when we say theology of place, what we mean is we want an understanding of the three places that God has called each believer, each Christian, to be devoted to and how those places connect to each other and feed into each other. The first one, we talked a little bit about it. It's the secret place. Come on, say secret place. Secret place. This is where we meet with God daily and deeply. The second one is the gathering place. The gathering place is where believers come together to worship God and minister one to another for the building up of God's house, God's people. We did that this morning by praying for each other. And then there's the public place. Come on, say public place. The public place is where believers, that's where we are sent by God out to reach a lost and broken world. Now, these believers are sent out and they're full of God's word. They're full of God's spirit because of the investments that they're learning to make in the secret place and in the gathering place. Come on, anybody that I know out in the public place that is being hands and feet for Jesus, most of the time, those people have developed consistency in the gathering place and they've developed a heart and a lifestyle for the secret place. They're all connected, church. And I want for us to see that as we're getting started this morning. Now, let's turn to 2 Timothy chapter 3. 2 Timothy, there's 1 Timothy, there's 2 Timothy. It's way back in the New Testament. If you got your sermon guide, you don't need to flip. You're there already. And I want for us to read all together out of the message version, just three verses. Now, I promise you, you've heard these verses before, but I'm believing that the Holy Spirit of God, the teacher, he's going to give you a fresh perspective He's going to help you to see this from a different way and maybe learn how to apply it to your life in a way that you hadn't applied it before. Now, before we read it, I just want you to know this is written by the Apostle Paul. And he's writing to his son in the faith, Timothy. Timothy is a young pastor. He pastors a big church in Ephesus. He's got a lot of different things going on in the church. And Paul is writing this letter from prison. And he knows he's not going to get out. He knows he's going to die. And so the things that he's writing are weighty. They're important. They're like from the heart. And he knows he doesn't have long. So he needs to make sure he gets these things. As a spiritual father to his spiritual son, Timothy, who is a pastor. And one of the main concerns that Paul has is that there's false teachers creeping in. And people are going to have itching ears 
for teachings that aren't grounded in the truth of the Word of God. And they're going to grow and grow and it's going to infiltrate into the church. And when false teachings and itching ears infiltrate into the church and it waters down the Scriptures, he knows that the church will never be as strong as God wants him to be. And the individuals in the church will never be as strong and as victorious as God wants him to be. So Paul's writing to him and he's encouraging him. Stay with the Scriptures. Stay with the Word. You've known them since childhood. They've helped you to be wise in your salvation. Whatever you do, stay with the Word. 2 Timothy 3, 15-17. It'll be on the screen. Can we read it together? Ready? Read. There's nothing like the written Word of God for showing you the way to salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. Every part of Scripture is God-breathed and useful one way or another, showing us truth, exposing our rebellion, correcting our mistakes, training us to live God's way. Through the Word, we are put together and shaped up for the tasks God has for us. Somebody say amen. Notice, this is so rich. I want to encourage you, go home and study it. But I want you to notice, he said that God's Word is useful. Another translation says, it is profitable to you. Another translation says, it is valuable to you. Yet another translation says that God's Word, the Scriptures, are beneficial to you. Now, I want to point something out. This word useful, in the New King James, it says profitable. This is English, obviously useful. But I want us to know the definition of the Greek word behind the word useful. The Greek word is ophelimos. O-P-H-E-L-I-M-O-S. Ophelimos. And this is what ophelimos means. It means advantageous. Come on, say that with me. Advantageous. You know what that means. And it comes from the root Greek word, ophelos, O-P-H-E-L-O-S. And this is what that means. It means to increase. Let that sink in. Advantageous. To increase. The Scriptures are advantageous. They're useful. They're beneficial. They'll bring increase to your life. First and foremost, in your relationship with God. And from there, it impacts every area of your life. It reminds me of Psalm. Psalm chapter 1, verses 2 and 3. If you've never looked at it, you've got to look at it. Psalm 1, 2, and 3 says something to this effect. His delight, or her delight, the thing that they delight in, is in the law of the Lord, meaning the Word of God. And in His Word... That person meditates day and night. Meditates means they think on it. They ponder it. They chew it. They digest it. They let it roll around in their mind and in their spirit and their heart. And they allow it to paint pictures and see God's Word working in their life. They meditate in it day and night. And then it goes on and it says in verse 3, That person will be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf shall not wither, catch it, 
And whatever he or she does will prosper. Can you say amen? The word prosper means to be successful in life, in your journey in life. It means to increase. It means to flourish. Pastor Robert, are you saying that God's Word, the written Word of God, and the power in God's Word will increase my life, will benefit my life, will be advantageous to my life? Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. The power of God's Word has the power in itself to bring itself to pass. But it's looking for a heart. It's looking for a mind. It's looking for a person that it can be planted in so that it can begin to grow. Will you be that person? Come on. I'll be that person. God's Word is not like any other book. This is God-breathed. It's inspired by God. Notice what it says. It says that it's God-breathed, the Scripture. The word Scripture in the Greek is the word graphe, G-R-A-P-H-E. That's where we get the English word uh, autobiography. And it literally means, when it's referring to the Bible, it literally means the living voice of God. That's the Bible that you have at your house or that you have in your hands. It's the living voice of God. Every time God's Word goes out, every time you lay hold of it, God's desire is for it to bring blessing, to bring increase, to impact your life. When we read the Scripture, we're taking in the essence of God. We're taking in His Truth, the divinely inspired words of the Spirit is the power of God. And these words are meant to bring increase to you, to transform you, to benefit you, to help you become the man or the woman of God that God desires for you to become. Every time, that's His heart for you when you pull in the Word. Let me just be really, really uh, loving but honest. Loving but honest. Listen, what you really need is not the perfect man or the perfect woman in your life. Perfect apartment to live in. What you really need is not the perfect job, is not the perfect career. What you really need is not more money, is not a better car, is not greater vacations. Now don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with that, but that's not what we really, really deeply need. You don't really need a miracle. Miracles aren't God's best. He never designed for you to live from miracle to miracle. His heart is for you and I to learn how to receive the power in His Word, plant it in our hearts, and watch it grow and produce fruit in our life. That's His heart. Come on, somebody say amen. That's really His heart. That's what we need. He wants for us to lean in and be people of His Word, to be people of the Scriptures. Notice the power of God and the ways that it's beneficial to our lives. Notice, I'll have it on the screen. Number one, it says it's useful in showing us truth. Showing us truth. Can I just remind us, the Bible is the only source of God's truth for living. The world we live in, the culture that we live in, they have different variations of truth. What's true to you may not be true to them. Truth changes. It shifts. 
by the culture and the world standards, God's truth never changes. God's truth is dependable. God's truth is grounded and rooted in His Word. God's truth is the only truth that will benefit your life, that will be a blessing to your life. It shows us truth. If you want to know truth, if you want your kids to know truth, listen, parents, if you're not teaching your kids the truth of the Word of God, somebody on the playground is going to teach them their truth. Don't let it happen. Don't leave it up to L kids every Sunday. Come on. That's good preaching, Pastor Robert. Number two, what is it useful for? Exposing our rebellion. Shh. Don't look at your neighbor. But we all got some rebellion. The human nature. Notice, exposing our rebellion. Most people don't see their own rebellion. The Bible graciously, lovingly shows us our rebellion for our benefit. If we can see it, with God's help, there's hope to fix it and get back into alignment with God. Can somebody say amen? It goes on and it says that it's useful. Notice, this is so good. Thank you, God, for correcting our mistakes. Correcting our The Bible not only shows me my rebellion, but lovingly and graciously teaches me how to make course corrections. Best GPS you'll ever have is right here in this word. It says that it's useful, listen, for training us to live God's way. How to live your life in Christ as a new creation, as a representative of the kingdom of heaven on earth. This is where so many people that I meet struggle. They say the prayer, they accept Jesus, but because they don't have a secret place, but because they're not self-feeders, because they're not committed to the Word, they don't really know God, they don't really know His truth, so they don't know how to live in God's family, and so they struggle, and they struggle, and they struggle, and it doesn't work. Some people, unfortunately, their whole lives. I'm not saying they don't go to heaven if they've genuinely accepted Jesus, but let me just say it again. I've said it before. God doesn't want you to just go to heaven when you die. He wants for you to experience some of heaven while you live. And the only way to do that, friend, is to learn how to live God's way. If you're a Christian, God will help us to do that. And you'll be blessed because of it. Okay, Pastor Robert. How do I get the most out of God's Word in the secret place? Well, I'm glad you asked. In 10 or 15 minutes, I'm going to give you four action steps. You ready? Number one, fill in the blank. Come to God's Word relationally. Come on, would you say that sentence with me? Come to God's Word relationally. If you're a Christian, you're not coming to God you're not coming to His Word to earn your salvation. You're not coming to earn His love. You're not coming to earn His approval. Rather, you're coming to His Word from a place of right standing with Him. 
already having been uh, redeemed, already have been approved by the love of Jesus Christ. Romans 5.1, listen. Therefore, having been, past tense, justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Come on, somebody say, I have peace with God. I have, he's not mad at you. There's nothing between you anymore. This word justified, oh, in the Greek, it's such a powerful word. It means to be declared and made right before God. It means to be declared and made innocent before God. Wow. So when you come to the Word, come relationally. You're in relationship. That's why Jesus, when He taught His disciples, He said, pray like this. Our Father. Not some distant, far away God that you don't know. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thank you that I'm in a relationship with you. I've been purchased by the blood of Jesus. I've been forgiven every sin you have forgotten. As far as the east is from the west, you've removed my transgressions from me. I'm spotless. When you look in your wallet, you see Jesus and you see me. So I'm the family. I'm in the family. Number two. Number two, if you want to get the most out of God's Word when you're in your secret place, number two, ask God to give me eyes to see and ears to hear. Come on, say it with me. Ask God to give me eyes to see and ears to hear. We come to the Word of God asking Him through His Spirit to open our spiritual eyes and our spiritual ears. That doesn't have to be a long, drawn-out prayer. It's simple, a couple minutes. Just recognize that the Holy Spirit is there, and He wants to teach you. He wants to instruct you. He wants you to see things spiritually and make the connections. This is not just an intellectual reading. This is not just mind power. Your spirit connects to God's Spirit. That's why you want to ask Him to open your eyes and open your ears. This is why the Apostle Paul prays for the church in Ephesus. Ephesus chapter 1, verse 17. This is his prayer. I'm praying that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, listen, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. That means knowing Jesus more fully. Seeing Jesus more fully. This this word revelation, it literally means to reveal and uncover something that was previously hidden or not seen. See, when you ask the Holy Spirit to give you eyes and ears to see and hear, He'll begin to uncover, He'll begin to reveal things about your life, about your future, about your kids, about your career, about your relationship, anything. That, he'll show you things that you would never have been able to see by yourself, with your natural eyes and your natural thinking. Number three. Number three, you're taking notes. If you want to get the most out of God's Word in the secret place, humble my heart to receive instruction, wisdom, and correction. Come on, say the whole thing with me. Humble my heart to receive instruction, wisdom, and correction. Think about this with me just for a second. 
Instruction is what to do. Is what to do. He wants to give you instruction. Uh, Wisdom is to know how to do it. And that can change from person to person, circumstance. How to do it. That's the wisdom of God. Knowing what to do and then how to do it. And then look at correction. He wants to give you help and on-the-go, real-time navigation in your life's journey. Have you ever been using a GPS? Have you ever used GPS that didn't work really well? Come on, does anybody hate that or is it just me? I mean, I'm following along, listening to this lady. No pun intended, women. But she got me to the wrong place. I mean, I think I'm going to this place and I'm on time. Maybe 10 minutes to spare, I'm going to make it. And then I pull up and it's a vacant lot. Nothing there. You know a lot of Christians, because they're not in the Word, they experience a lot of that in life. Let me just tell you, when we come to the Word with a heart that's humble, and we're willing to tell God, you know what, you know all. You know better than me. Your way's better. I want to go your way. I need instruction. I need wisdom. I need correction. I need for you to navigate me in the difficulties and the complexities and the storms of life and being a dad and being a mom and having a career and being a grandma and raising. I, I so desperately need you. And if you'll come with that kind of an attitude, the Holy Spirit will bring you navigation. He'll bring you wisdom. He'll bring you instruction. I don't know where I would be had someone not pointed me to the value of the secret place and reading the Bible. Listen, I'm not trying to be religious. I wasn't raised in church. I served the devil. He had me by the neck. And I got saved, and I committed my life to Jesus, and I started helping at the church. And our pastor said, hey, man, this is your roadmap to life. Don't just depend on me to preach and to teach. Become a self-feeder. Get in the word for yourself. Oh, God, thank you for pastors and leaders who encouraged me to do that. It's changed my life. Changed my life. God loves you. He hasn't left you without help. He's given us the divinely inspired word. If you'll commit to it, if you'll give it first place in your life, oh, you'll be so, so blessed. I love Hebrews 4.12. Out of the Amplified Classic Edition, listen to what it says. For the word that God speaks is alive and full of power, making it active, operative, energizing, and effective. It is sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing and penetrating to the dividing line of the breath of the life, soul, and the immoral spirit, and of joints and marrow of the deepest parts of our nature, exposing and sifting and analyzing and judging the very thoughts and purposes of the heart. I mean, God's Word goes to work in us deeply, 
sifting things, spiritual surgery, helping us know how to live between a soulish, fleshy life and a spiritual life, being led and guided by His Spirit and His Word. If you'll just give it the time, friend, it'll be so beneficial to your life. Last but not least, number four, if you want to get the most out of your time with the power of God's Word, ask the Holy Spirit to help me apply God's Word to my life. Say it with me, friend. Ask the Holy Spirit to help me apply God's Word to my life. Listen, let me just tell you. This is the difference between successful Christian living and constant struggle. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying just because you read your Bible, everything's going to be fixed overnight. That's not what I'm saying. But if you begin to devote your time to pulling in the divinely inspired words of God, all of the blessing that comes behind that is now part of your life. And you begin to experience God experience God at a whole nother level than you would if you weren't spending time invested in the Word of God. And when you don't do that, you just struggle like a little ping pong ball, or a pinball, a pin pinball machine ball. All over. No, no, no. Too many Christians live like that because they don't give time to this. Pastor Robert, I don't have time. You have time. Say it with me. I have time. Say it a hundred times till you believe it. Everyone has time. You invest time in what's valuable to you. Everyone has time. Listen to what Jesus said. Jesus' words, not mine. Luke eleven twenty eight. Somebody cried out to him and said, Jesus, blessed is the womb that bore you. Blessed are the breasts that breastfeed you. His response. But even more blessed are all who hear the word of God and put it into practice. Did you catch that? More blessed than Mary. More blessed than the mother of Jesus is the man or the woman or the child who hears the word of God. And puts it into practice. So, as I'm closing, let me just say this. This is why we use at this church, across all of our campuses, something called this Life Journal. If you don't got one, get one. We'll give it to you. It has a reading plan. It has empty pages so that you can write down how God speaks to you. And we use an acronym. S O A. All at once. What does that spell? Soap. What does soap do? Cleans you up. Amen. We get, uh, it got a little dirty throughout this world. Wouldn't you agree? And we come to the Word and it scrubs us and it washes. The washing of the water of the Word. That's what it says in Ephesians. And we catch a scripture from a chapter and we write it down. We write down the scripture. And then we ask the Lord, show me what does that mean? What is it saying? And we write down the observation. That's the O. And then we write down the A for application. That's where the rubber meets the road. Amen? How does that apply to my life?
For example, men, you got a little rough with your wife. You said something that was hurtful. You didn't mean to, but you did. And the scripture says, but the fruit of the Spirit, what the Spirit of God produces is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, kindness, faith, self-control. And the Holy Spirit might bring that up in your heart and say, man, my Spirit's working in you. You, you, you got to lean into the Spirit when you feel that coming on so you don't, you don't bark at your wife like that. You don't come across harsh. You don't raise your voice. You don't see things that aren't from me. And the Holy Spirit will correct us. And, and we learn how to apply that living voice from the Bible into our daily life. What does that do for your marriage? It blesses your marriage. It increases your marriage. It, it brings benefit to your family, to your kids. God's Word is so practical. The application is so powerful. S-O-A and then the P. What does the P stand for? Prayer. God, thank you for being patient with me. Thank you for transforming me. I know I'm not where I want to be yet, but I'm not where I used to be. I'm so grateful for your word, God. It strengthens me. It empowers me. It teaches me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Fill me with your word so that I can represent you well in my family, in my marriage, in my life, and so that I can draw other people to Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you for speaking to me today through your word. In Jesus' name, amen. And I've been doing this for almost 30 years, changing my life. Don't wait, friend. Pastor Robert, I, I, don't, I don't know how to do that. I, 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 come on Wednesday night, 6.30. We have a class. We're all doing it together. We're learning and we're growing and we're sharing with each other. You don't have to say a word. You could just listen. Help, let me help you in any way that I can. Don't depend on me. Become a self-feeder. The power of God's word has the power to bring itself to pass in your life if you'll go after it. Come on, amen. Yolanda, come up here for a second. My wife has something from the Lord she just wants to share real quick. Such a good word. And um, we're just so passionate about reading the word and everything that was just said. I mean, we'll be doing this for the rest of our lives because we believe in God's word so much. It just absolutely transformed our lives. But as I was sitting there and I was taking notes, um, and we were talking about the word ophthalmos, advantages, to increase, the Greek word, right? Um, advantages and to increase. And what was coming to my mind was we think increase, oh, and stuff. Mm. I mean, it couldn't, it does often include that, but increase in patience or increase in 
knowledge or increase in wisdom. There's so many increases. It's not just stuff. That's just so minimal. Um, Increasing in my perspective. Um, And then what really hit me was um, increasing in the ability to pivot. And I was like, pivot? Pivot, Lord? What do you mean pivot? Pivot away from, right? Away from my own blind spots. Mm. Yeah. We all have them. I know I have a bunch of them. Yeah. But we have blind spots. And we operate our lives with those. Some of them, most blind spots aren't good. Right? We're unaware of them. You know that God, through his word, will, as you were saying, graciously and lovingly uh, reveal those to us. So we can pivot away from those and begin to experience his blessing mm-hmm. that he's been wanting to provide for us. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, good. sometimes we just don't know. It's not something that we're doing. It's just we're just unaware. Yeah. And God knows that. And yeah. um, that's what I wanted to share about Amen. God's word. The thank ability. You, right? you put the mic yeah. Thank you, honey. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Pivot. Pivot away from things that are not of God towards him and his word so that he can bring the benefit and the increase to our life through the scriptures. Amen. Have you been blessed by the word today? Did you receive something for your life? Come on, stand to your feet and let's pray. Father, we thank you for the freedom to worship. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the Holy Spirit, the teacher. I ask that you would deepen this message in us, God. As we think about it this afternoon and over the next few days, deepen it. Allow it to penetrate deep in our spirit and in the soil of our heart so that it can grow, like it says in Mark 4.20. It can bring about 30, 60, and 100-fold increase. We declare that over our family today. We receive it by faith. In Jesus, Jesus' mighty name, everybody says. Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for more messages. If you like what you're hearing, share it with your friends. For more content from Lakeshore and information on services, check us out at lakeshorecf.com.